Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here at Tennessee School of Beauty with Regina and Marwan, owners of Beleza Salon and Spa in Knoxville, Tennessee. So welcome to the show, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Um, so we always start the show off with a little bit of an icebreaker so we can get to know you a little bit better. So what is the last show that you binge watched or last show that you were obsessed with? Um, I am very obsessed with Outlander. With Outlander? I have I never heard of it. I love Outlander. Is it on Netflix? Or? No, it's uh, on Stars Cable. Yeah, it's on Stars. Okay. It's um, it's about a love affair, but okay. she actually is ti- a time traveler. Oh, cool. So she actually um, goes back like 600 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Okay, so really I just asked that question so I can get new TV show tips. That's why we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start watching that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm excited. Okay, so um, I want to start off by just asking you again to get to know you all a little bit better. How did you all meet? Because you are married, you're husband and wife and business partners. So how did you meet? How did this happen? You want to take it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I was a hairdresser, but I wasn't living in Knoxville. I was living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And I came here to actually take a class, a hands-on haircutting class, and with a friend of mine whom I had not seen in like four or five years. And so she and I, after our class, went and had some you know, appetizers and drinks and stuff. And that's how I met Marwan. Oh, awesome. And then you came back here. And then I moved back back a year later, and I called him, and I said, I don't know if you remember me, but you invited me out when I met you a year ago. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And I said, well, you know, I'm just moving back, and I don't know a lot of people. Would you like to have coffee with me? And he said, well, I'm going out tomorrow night. Join me for drinks and appetizers. And it was like meeting, like, my best friend, like, it was interesting because I would start a sentence and he would finish it. And it was just, I don't know, maybe destiny that we meet up. Yeah. You waited a year for her. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I sat in my room looking at the phone for a year and I was like, when is it going to ring? <laughs> just waited a full year for you. <laughs> Worth the wait, though, Lucky for me. sure. <laughs> lucky me. Well, it was lucky for both of us. Oh, so. That's awesome. So how long have you been married? 26 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm glad you answered that. I might have got it wrong. Wow. And the two kids. You have two, two girls. Two girls. Okay, and so one grandkid. And neither of which are planning on coming into the industry, correct? Not as of now. Okay. And not you didn't... We've talked about this before, I think, like, briefly, but that's not something you all pushed or have like really put on your kids to say like this is what you're going to do you've really been letting them decide and make their path right well i i think it's very important whatever career you choose in life that you actually have passion for it so if you don't have passion for whatever you do then it becomes work and becomes harder to achieve goals 
So we wanted them to have the passion really for what whatever they wanted to do and none of them have neither one of them have showed interest as of now to be into the business. Yeah. But neither did I, you know, I never dreamt I'm a civil engineer. I never dreamt that I'll be in the salon industry. So you never know how life turns sometimes. Yeah. There's always that chance that they There's might There's always come that back chance. Yeah. Maybe. Because Maya actually worked in the salon for a little she bit. She still does. Oh, she is still in the salon? Oh, but we had them both working. Okay. But Maya worked the longest. And okay. Maria, the youngest one, she would just work the summer times at the front desk. Yeah. Well, it's a great opportunity for them to see, at least whether they want to do this or not, to give Correct. them that foot in the door. Um, so it's good that they at least have that, that time with you. And maybe for you all to say, you know what, maybe not. <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't, you know, the best fit. Because, you know, it is a challenge to work with family anyways. Um, but then, you know, like you said, if they're all passionate about it, then... Yeah, well, we have one of each. We have one that could be artistic and one kid that could be operational-wise, which is systematic. So yeah. if they choose to, they can be great partners, actually, yeah. themselves. I was going to say, that's kind be. of like how you all are, though, we right? Are. I mean, you're the very artistic and, you know, and you're kind of right. just behind the scenes a little bit running mm-hmm. everything so I mean it could work it could it work can, for them it can very well could. work so you we'll never see. know never know <laughs> there's hope well, well, well hopefully they'll come here if they decide to do that um okay so Regina you got started in the beauty industry um right out of high school or did you take some time before you came to beauty school or how did that happen I I went to school for two years I went to UT for a year and um, took some time just to decide what I wanted to do. But because my parents, I was the third of three, they and both of my um, siblings, they both had college degrees. They wanted me to have one as well. So I went to school for a little while at the University of Tennessee and decided that was not for me. And I wanted to be a makeup artist, actually. So I had um, researched a school that was offered in L.A., but in order to get into that school, you had to have a cosmetology license. So I decided to go to cosmetology school, and I started at Tennessee School of Beauty in Oak Ridge. Okay, awesome. And I was there for three months, and then I moved. And I moved to Nashville, and I continued my education there and okay. graduated in Nashville. Okay. Awesome. I became a cosmetologist, and... I fell in love with it, and at that moment, living in Nashville, I really wanted to open my own salon, so I tried the first year that I got my license, but at that time, and I don't know if it's changed since then, you had to have worked in a salon for at least a year to be able to open your own salon and manage it. Okay. And I did not have that experience, so I was, unfortunately, I could not open it, which probably was a really good thing, because... The third attempt to open a salon, I finally did. Yeah. But it took several years. And it was good because I got a lot of experience and I got to see the things that I wanted to like create in the salon and things that I didn't want to bring into the salon. So that was probably the experience was really good to wait for a while before. Yeah. That's one thing that we tell our students a lot is um, with the suite situation becoming more popular or just booth rental, um, one of the things that we talk to them a lot about is go get education, go into a salon, work and see what you love, what you hate, what they do that you like, what they don't, and then see if after a few years you still want to go that route. Because I think most of the time when students do or when stylists do that, they see, oh, 
I don't want that headache, you know. But right. if you go into it and it's not exactly what you want to do, because obviously owning a salon is not for everyone, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits to just being behind the chair. Um, and I think it suits certain people better. So I think that that experience is so um, important. That time is so important. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is it about, I mean, did you always know that owning a salon, I mean, you said you tried right out of, right out of you, so right. I'm not scared of you know, what would happen? I mean, you just were like, hey, I'm going to do this and just went for it. No, I always wanted to own my own business. I came from a family that my parents owned their own business. My grandfather owned his own business. So I guess it was kind of in my blood. Yeah. But um, I've always wanted to just have my own salon and do my own thing and teach and, you know, just be surrounded with a group of people that loved being together like a family and I just had this vision so um the first time I tried I did not get discouraged I just kept on and then I moved and I worked a little longer and I tried again the second salon that I thought about opening was a children's salon oh wow and I actually um you know, was going to do like the um, kids, I think it was called Cuts for Kids or Kids Cuts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I checked into it and then I decided that probably wasn't a good decision for me. I can't even imagine you only being <laughs> with kids all the time. Like it's, only, I mean, it sounds awesome and it's great, like a little niche salon, but like, oh, all the time. Seems well, like a lot. when I went to school, when I went to the University of Tennessee, I thought I wanted to teach school. Mm. And that, so I've always kind of liked younger kids and I always like to have fun. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this will be fun career. Yeah. So I guess that's why it led me to like the kids thing. But then when I really sat down and put the numbers to the paper and decided it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And that probably was a good thing because another couple of years went by and then I met Marwan. And that all, just meeting Marwan and his family, and it just kind of happened at that point. Actually, uh, Marwan's mom knew some, uh, or had some friends here in town, and they owned a... um, they went to a shopping center. Uh, a sh- yeah, a shopping center. And in that shopping center, there was a salon, and that salon went out of business. But when they went out of business, they left all their equipment there. So she had dinner with the owners of the complex, and they asked what I did for a living. And she told them, and they said, well, if she ever thought about opening her own salon, this might be an opportunity for her because there's a lot of equipment there. So I went and looked, and the next thing you know, it was just the right thing to do. So I signed my name on the dotted line and <laughs> I started the salon. Yeah, I love that though. I feel like you have to be able to take that risk sometimes. I mean, not just all the time. I mean, do your research, make sure it's what you want to do. But right. I think that taking that jump right. sometimes can get you obviously to where you all are now. So how long has Beleza, um Salon and Spa, as Beleza Salon and Spa been open? 25 years. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it was like right, yeah. you guys opened before you got married then. No, no, right no. after you got married. Sorry, we, math we, is hard. We got married. <laughs> we actually got married October 30th of 1992, and we opened Beleza in February. February 1st of 93. Oh, my goodness. My mom was here for our wedding when she met that lady. Wow. So, actually, you know, we got married, and then within a week, we were signing the paper for the salon. Which sounds crazy now, right? I mean, not yeah. looking back, are you guys yeah. like, what were we doing? Well, we've but... always been like 
people who have like tons of projects going on at once, yeah. like juggling a lot of things. And so planning a wedding and then opening a salon, it was just meant to it's be. Just how you know, it's just yeah. how we operate. Yeah. <laughs> Have oh, you slowed down at stuff. all in these 26 years? Like, has there ever been, like, years that you were, like, kind of on a slowdown? Well, I mean, it's just life in general. We we are high-energy people in general, so we are on the go quite a bit. But, uh, unfortunately, also age slows you down a little <laughs> bit as you grow older. But still, comparing to a lot of people, a lot of people look at us and be like, "Oh my gosh, how do you all do that?" Yeah, and stay looking so young. And, that's, and the, we, that's the thing I can't know. figure out because you guys still look. Oh, you're well, so young thanks. too. So that's the crazy part. So now, when did you have your girls? Then after you opened the salon, uh, yeah. yeah, we had we had our first daughter five years. Ninety six. It was September of 96. Okay, I had to do math very well. <laughs> you and I both, I'm like, oh, well, I can't do math. I know it was a few years, years later. 40. Four years later. Okay, so can you talk about how you did that? I mean, how was being behind the chair with new babies? That's something that we, I get asked constantly about. I think because everyone, you know, saw me being pregnant here and then still follows, like, the kids a little bit. So how did you handle juggling all of this? Being a salon owner, being behind the chair, raising babies, well, that's about the time that Marwan joined to me as okay. well. So he took over all the management side of things as I took over all the marketing and the education program. And the two of us, because we were working together, we were fortunate enough to where one of us would work one shift and Maya would stay home with the other parent and then we would flip-flop and and that's how we did it and then my parents live in town okay so we were very blessed to have them and they helped us tremendously yeah. um, honestly we both worked probably how many hours a week at that time but well, we still 60. work a lot of hours a week we just do different things now but we worked about 50, 60 hours a week. Wow. And even when we were, like, cleaning the salon at night and stuff, we would bring her there. Yeah. She was there with us. That's you awesome. You know, and we were cleaning, and she was there in her little chair yeah. or whatever, playing with her toys. <laughs> so um, I think you just do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it depends on how successful you want to be. Running a business is a whole whole different thing than working behind the chair yeah definitely. you take on a lot more responsibilities and uh, you know you still have bills you have to pay and things you have to do and you have to take care of your employees and you know you have to be available almost 24 7 yeah it, it has to you have to have a passion for it mm-hmm. it is not for everybody i i mean i'm only speaking for myself but when you cross over there's just so many things that sometimes you don't even realize that you're responsible for yeah so you just have to be responsible and you have to make it work yeah and luckily we were very fortunate because we both could work different schedules and then we had the support of my family helping us as well so and I think it makes it just even more valuable when you know that you're like we're whether you're doing this for your kids or whatever you know or for yourselves whatever it is like to have them there and be a part of that you're like see this is what we're doing like I think that you raise hard-working kids when they can see you working hard and I think that that's so important and I'm sure I'm sure Maya, whether she knows all the things that were happening 
at that time. But now that she's a mom, I'm sure. I mean, I that it happened to me. Like as soon as I became mm-hmm. a mom, you really realize mm-hmm. what your parents were going through oh, and what they were doing. And you're like, how did you? I mean, I still have my moments where my mom's the first one I call because I know that she understands like that juggling act. Yeah. But if she, you know, not that staying at home is bad or anything like that. But like if she would have been a stay at home mom, it would have been harder for me to pick up the phone and call her and say. I'm losing it right now. Like, how do I juggle all of this? Like, and then, you know, all of those things. So at least it's good to have that bond. And I'm sure that she now looking back is like, wow. Yeah. Well, well, honestly, also everything in life, you have to sacrifice something along the way to gain. There's Mm -hmm. nothing for free in life. So if you want to achieve a certain career, especially in our industry, you don't, you have to pay your dues in the beginning. In the beginning, you're slow. You have to build your clientele. Then you become busier. So the initial stage of our industry, being in the industry, is a lot harder than the secondary stage. Mm -hmm. Because if you pay your dues for five, six years, seven years, you can reap reward and change your schedule differently. But if you're just starting into the industry, you have to be available on weekends, you have to be available in evenings. So it's a lot different on what stage you're in, Mm -hmm. if you have a child or not, that makes it easier or not also. No, that's definitely true. In the beginning, when you're yeah, when you're just getting started, it's harder to start with like a newborn when that's yes. when that's the when that's the time. But yeah. um, I know a lot of your stylists. I'm friends with a lot of stylists that work for you. And one of the things that they always say is, so you both are very very good about accommodating and understanding family. Um, understanding that you do still need that time. Um, as long as you know they're putting their time in for you all also, but understanding that time, and I think that that's important. So how do you handle that with Silas that are, um, you know, have been there a while and are wanting, I don't know, to pull back a little bit? Like how does, I mean, I'm sure you all run into that. that well, we, we actually do a lot of times, and uh, here's the thing for us. We open actually six days a week, so we're always closed on Sunday. But hardly ever you will see one of our top stylists work on Saturday. So they earn the time to be off on Saturday. Mm-hmm. To me, is if they are busy and they, you know, they put in the effort and time and work to build their book, they don't have to work on Saturdays. They don't have to work late evenings. We can always find different ways to make them you know, be busy with their existing clientele without being able to... you know work late nights and work weekends and stuff like that yeah so most of the time our top stylists do not work on weekends at all and you know they they work maybe one evening shift so they can accommodate their clients that are you know that need an after five appointment but most of the time they work the morning that's awesome and that's really Mm -hmm. nice for you to have Mm -hmm. that flexibility yeah it's important i mean you know they're building families they want to be with their family they want to enjoy also raising a family and and honestly life is a balance it's a balance between work and personal Mm -hmm. and you have to create that balance because if you if they're not happy at their home life they're not going to be happy at work so it's important for us to find that balance for them yeah i think it's something that even i mean you guys are probably still trying to figure out that balance i think that it as stages of life change and as kids get older like it you lose time but then you gain more time a little bit too yeah, so just find true. that i think that just in general like not even in this in, only in this industry but read like in business magazines all the time that like that's the everyone wants longer days 
fewer days during the week though to work. People want their time off um, and that's just a little bit different than um, than it used to be. I think in the beginning you just work as hard as you can, as many hours as you can and I think now that's just yeah. changing a little bit. That well, it, it, it is changing. This is, a, this is a different generation coming up right now and we're changing. We're trying to figure different ways to accommodate and you know change with the times also. Yeah. It's a hard thing. I mean, every salon owner that I talk to, like we have this conversation that it's just you're getting a different kind of person um, that's coming. Not that it's necessarily bad. Like it's it's okay yeah. that they're, you know, wanting more time with family and that they're valuing trips and I don't know, their time off or whatever it is. But like you also have to have that work ethic behind it that if you're going to work four days and those four days are going to be, you're going to have to bust out and they're going to be longer days. Right. And um, getting, I mean, even students to school, it's still, it's the same thing. It's hard to get them here. You know, yeah. they're like UT games happening. I'm going to be off on Saturday. I don't want to come in. But I think that's what separates your very successful stylist from the stylist that, you know, maybe aren't going to make it right Well, you have to be dedicated. That's the key, honestly. If you want to achieve, you have to pay a price. It just does not happen to you just out of the blues. You know what I mean? So it all depends what you want also in life. I mean, what's your goal? If and, and, and that's the hardest thing for new stylists to really figure out, what do I want to achieve? Mm-hmm. What do I want out of this? If they know it, that makes their job so much mm-hmm. easier because they mm-hmm. already have somewhere they're going to. Yeah. But if you do not know where you, if you get in your car and you don't know where you're going, you're just going to go in circles. Yeah. And that's the same thing for a career. If you do not know what you want to achieve, where you want to be, you're just going to go in circles also. Yeah. No, it's true. No, that's a really, really good point. Um, so I want to talk about how you got into the industry. So <laughs> did you get suckered into it? Like, how did this happen no. that you got brought into, into the business? I mean, is this anything that you ever thought in a million no, years that you would be doing? No, absolutely not, actually. Um, really, um, when, when Regina decided she's going to open her own business, I did a lot of this stuff behind the scenes. So I did all the bills, I did all the payroll, uh, you know, I, I did everything behind the scenes, but I never was day-to-day operation right. in the salon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working actually for a direct sales organization before that. And uh, I actually was pretty successful. I was going to say, I, I never knew that, but I feel like you would be so good at that I, I was, I was very fortunate. I was pretty successful at it. Um, I mean, we won trips all over the world. We did all kind of stuff. But they made me mad. And um, a trust was broken, so I couldn't work for them anymore. So what I decided to do, actually, I thought, well... Um, you know, I got to sell Regina on the fact I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have like, this conversation no. with my wife? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. So uh, I thought, well, you know what? She needs help. We have about 11, 12 people now. She doesn't have systems yet. So what I thought I would do, I'd sell her on the fact that I'll come and join her for a year, organize all the systems she has, um, hire a manager, and then train them, and then I will go leave and find another job after one year. Okay, no, did you believe this also, or this oh, is just what you're telling her? No, okay, no, no, so no. this was the that plan was, for that was This my was plan. just your sales pitch. No, 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 this no, no, is no. what was going to happen. Okay. That was literally my plan, and that was only, it was a terrible plan, because that was 21 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it did not you work did out. Not, it did not. <laughs> that plan really was flawed somehow. <laughs> But See, really, it was. Right into it. 
But, I think uh, he was I, rescuing me. Yeah, I, I fell in love with the business. You know, um, <laughs> I love working with people. Uh, I love finding. I'm a, I'm an organizer. I so I love to actually find systems and set up. You know, all kind of different things. Make sure everything is following the system. And I and I think it's very important because if you don't have a system, then you don't know how your day will go, and it changes all the time. So, I set up systems. I never hired the manager because I was the manager. <laughs> you hired yourself. <laughs> now, can I ask you something that you might not like even remember if this was like a thing, but was there any part of you that was like, I'm just thinking about me and my husband and I'm thinking about if I started a business and then he came into it, I feel like just because I know me, I would be like, you know, <coughs> you know, if he critiqued anything that I was doing, so a system, for example, if he tried to tell me that like I needed to do something a certain way, I would lose my mind. I'd be like, you have not, this is my baby, my business. Was that ever a thing that you remember Absolutely. feeling? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And still to this day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. So at what no. point did you, what point did you say this is ours? That actually is a really good point. At what point were you like, this isn't mine anymore. This is ours. Well, okay. So that is a very true thing because I was so passionate about it, of course. I was nervous about him coming in and and taking over the management side of it. Um, But what I realized, and I think this is what really helped us become really strong as a team, is because sometimes you have to realize it's important to hire people smarter than you are to get to an end result. Just because you have an idea or a thought of how to achieve something doesn't mean it's the right way if you haven't done that before. Right. So I have always been the type of person to think, I need to hire somebody that's going to be smarter than me and more wise to help me get to this end result because I know I want it. I just don't know how to achieve it. Yeah. So I realized that about Marwan when he came in because he said, we're going to run this like a business. And I was like, a business? What do you mean it is a business? And he said, no, like, you know, we're going to have benefits and we're going to have retirement and we're going to have insurance. And at that time, that was very unheard of in the salon mm-hmm. industry. Nobody offered that. I mean, even still, I think that that's kind of a big thing that Maybe, not everybody but, has. But we've had it ever since Marwan joined us. But then I realized that, wow, he's really smart and he really knows what he's doing. So I need to take a second, a step away from this. And of course it's difficult. It's difficult when you're sitting down at a meeting and one person's saying one idea and the other person has another idea. You just have to trust each other and know that that person maybe has more experience than you do and you have to go with the flow. And that is a very difficult thing when you're a leader mm-hmm. and you're a person that is a go-getter because you want to be heard as well. Yeah. But um, but that was the one thing that I really realized early on that he needs to be responsible for this because he's much more clever about it than I am, and I'll be responsible for the stuff that he doesn't do, which is the education part. Mm-hmm. So I took over all the education part and grew the education to where it is today, yeah. and he took over all the business stuff. And it's hard. It's hard to be married. It's hard to separate business from your relationship, but you have to do it at home. Yeah. You have to find a different 
you know, it's just different. Yeah. Well, that was that was also one of the discussions we had when, you know, before I joined the even. Uh, honestly, I wanted to enjoy also my life outside of work. Yeah. So I had I actually told Regina, and she's grinning right now, but I said, this is the deal. Uh, if this works out and I join you, when we go home, if you ask me a question about the salon, I will not answer it. If this is our time, this is, you know, we have to enjoy ourselves and our life outside of here. Yeah. And it was very hard for her in the beginning. It is, she, it is very difficult she would, still to She would ask questions, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, uh, we're not at work right now, so what would you like to do beside that? <laughs> uh, That's so smart, though, and it's good for um, one of you. I mean, it, somebody has to be that person to separate yeah. that work. But, I'm working all the time, and so it's hard to even, like, not just email you know, when you're, that's a really hard thing to it, figure it, it out. It is very hard, but you have to create that balance yourself. If you yeah. don't create it, then one one part of your life will overpower the other one, and then it becomes no balance. So you have to have that balance of being separate in one here and separate in there. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, what works for us, I think, the most is honestly the fact that we complement each other in every aspect. I have... If I open the salon by myself, I'd probably fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Not probably, I would. I, I am not artistic. I have no desire of actually even learning that side of it. Same. Uh, <laughs> really. Same. And uh, for Regina, for example, she actually wa- she's actually better than me because of the fact that she was able to do that in the Did beginning. Did you get that? <laughs> oh, that is recorded, right? Okay, we got it. I'll give you that little yeah. snippet just to like play every day. But, but the fact of the matter is she really doesn't like it. She doesn't like running systems. She does not like because of her artistic side. Yeah. So the creating that balance actually has been great for our business and our employees see it and they reap the benefit of that yeah i mean we see it you guys both are actually for a really long time um and i just i don't know i think with me when i started working here i was really thrown into a lot nobody gave me like any background of like anything and they're like oh marwan from blaze is here regina and i never it probably was i mean a good six months of you guys coming in regularly Mm -hmm. that i was like oh they're married oh okay (laughs) i get it but then like you see like how well you all work together and exactly like you said like you loving you know what you do and you but that's you need both of those things for the salon Mm -hmm. the salon cannot be successful without each of those things so i think that you are just lucky enough that you found it and fell in love and still have this like amazing relationship outside of the salon too it is super rare um but it's so awesome i think it's such a great thing especially for your employees to see too i mean there are definitely i mean that could go another way where they could see a very messy marriage and you know so it's 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 such a good example for them too yeah well we we try to keep our lives separate in both aspects and and honestly because you know anytime you step into a leadership position that is a responsibility Mm -hmm. so what do you want to what do you want to teach what do you want to put in your community what do you want people to think about you that's your reputation yeah so if marwan and i were upset with each other which of course we have been yeah definitely. we just didn't bring it to the salon it was yeah. something that did not walk into the salon with us yeah. and that's another thing that we try to teach is like 
when you come to work every day, you should walk in as this is your playground. This is a great place to be. This is fun. Mm -hmm. This is exciting. And leave all your stresses and worries at the door. Is it easy? It's not. Yeah. It's very difficult <laughs> yeah. because you're aggravated or upset about something. But you have to remember that has nothing to do with one other person except for you. That's a personal mm -hmm thing yeah so you shouldn't ever share that yeah I mean your client should never know ever no I mean no matter how close you are with that no. client they should never know that anything was going on no. you know before I always that, just so. have a positive attitude about things and I think the more positive you are the better outcomes you have when you do have difficulties oh, if you have a very negative personality or you you just get stuck in that I think you're outcomes become negative outcomes yeah. you know so yeah try to be positive right <laughs> that's definitely something we try to instill <laughs> I mean when we have yeah. orientation with the students I mean we always say you've got to leave it like in the parking lot like don't bring it in um yeah it's hard I mean I have girls in my office I'm sure the same way that you all do you know or guys for that matter that are coming in like really upset about things that have happened and we all have those days mm -hmm. but learning till I mean you fake it till you make it like oh yeah I have absolutely. a student that comes in they're never gonna know even when I was so pregnant and miserable it was still hey yeah. you know like you have to you have to play it sometimes yes. and that's you know and then when they leave you be like oh you know let right. that down mm -hmm. but that's that's not an easy thing to teach um I think you kind of have to have that a little bit in yourself already um but if they can if you can hone that in it's definitely a really important skill that's the important skill to have um one of the things that we've kind of mentioned a little bit um but i want to talk a lot more about is the education at Beleza. so you are in charge of that and you have grown um this education program into something really really incredible so um you all most recently were in rome um, yes. It took um, actually one of my like favorite graduates, Shelly, getting to go yes. um, and like she just seeing her on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. being there. You know, it just makes me so happy um, that they got to have that experience because that's what you want for them. You want the students to be able to get out and mm. have these experiences. So it just makes my heart happy. So um, I want to just ask you, you know, what separates your education program from other salons? What do you all do differently? What's special about your program? Oh, wow. That's hard. And that's a loaded question. <laughs> but. That's a big question. Um, well, you know, the education program has been developed over like 20. I started that program the day I opened Belisa. So that's been developed over 25 years. So it has came into this really advanced program. Um, and to what separates us from other songs, we are an ex it's extremely organized. Everything that we do is very organized. Um, and I have, there are six educators beside myself that, um, as they grow in the salon, you know, that can be another stepping stone for them to grow into, you know, it gives them an incentive to do better or, you know, grow their career and they can join us but um the program is about three years start to finish um it takes about nine months to a year to finish the first program and it's all fundamentals basically but advanced fundamentals um and then there's requirements that they have to do um to achieve that but they can start dressing here in a smaller period of time as long as they're organized and staying on track. 
Um, then they go into a program called Intermediate, and they come once a month, and they stay in that program until they advance to the next level from stylist to senior stylist. Um, and in that program, they start traveling abroad with us and in the States. And we've done that for probably 22 years, 23 yeah. years. The first place we ever went, we took two, of, there was four of us hairdressers, and we went to Monte Carlo in the south of France. That was That's the first awesome. advanced class we ever wow. took, and we were there a week. Wow. And we were with a company called Fermisi, and that was a color company that we carried at one time. We don't carry them. We're a Goldwell salon now, but, um, and we loved that so much, and what I don't know. I'm a very adventuresome person, and I like to travel a lot. So that gave me the opportunity to help them and for them to help themselves to be able to travel. Mm -hmm. And I think knowledge is not only in the classroom, but it's also in your surroundings. And so just getting out and seeing what other hairdressers do in other countries and just the whole... How, yeah, how yeah. they live and what they wear and how they dress and how they act and talk and what they eat yeah. and, you know, all how they socialize. It matures you and you can bring that back and share that with your clients and it excites the clients, it excites our community when they find out where all we've been. Yeah. And that kind of started it and, and um, every year we go somewhere. So... In we the first year or one year we stay in the states and we usually travel in New York, LA. Um, we've been to other cities, but those are the two major places. And then the opposite year we always travel abroad. And we've been to, gosh, we've been to Amsterdam, we've been to Paris, we've been to London, we've been to Canada. We've been to Barcelona. Berlin, we've been to Barcelona. We, I mean, we and we. London. We've traveled some of those places at least twice or three times. Um, And the experience is really awesome for people who haven't had the opportunity to travel and they get this opportunity. So that probably, that the traveling, just we have continuing education constantly. I'm kind of an education junkie. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll back up just a little bit and tell you one reason why I'm like this. When I graduated beauty school, I had an instructor come to me and say, I cannot believe you graduated. And I said, really? Are you going to miss me? And she said, no, you're a terrible hair cutter. What? I swear. It's okay, so not story. here. Not <laughs> no, I was in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. Two weeks later, I was in San Francisco taking an advanced haircutting class. And you just did it. You're like, I'm just going to show you. I did it because I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the best. It made me, it hurt my heart so bad. I I thought I will never be bad. I will always strive to be better. Yeah. And it really just gave me that I'm going to do it. And I went everywhere. And then when I opened Belisa, I was like, well, if I'm doing it, then, you know, the people that work with me should be doing it if they can. Yeah. Or they want to. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so ever since that moment, I've been every, I mean, I've been a lot of places. It's so awesome. Actually, next year we're going to Singapore. <gasps> Fun. Oh my goodness, have you been yet? No, wow. never goodness. been to Singapore. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing yeah. trip. And I love that you said that like it's not only the education, right. which um, clearly, I mean, it's so good to get outside of your, so outside of Knoxville, outside of Tennessee, just the farther you go, people are going to be doing things differently. And so yes. for you to get to experience that yes. is so important. So I love that you, you know, have that value on that education, but you saying like the street scene, like Absolutely. I'm just thinking of, you know, this girl from um, wherever you know in Tennessee small town in Tennessee that maybe has never like where Knoxville um, is big to them you know maybe that's the biggest city that yeah. they've been to and you are like come with us we've got you I mean how yeah. easy for somebody that maybe otherwise family might not do that um, but them to be able to go with you to where you're gonna help them you're not like okay here we go we're just setting you loose figure out your flight figure out everything like you're helping them do that so that's such an incredible yeah. opportunity well we so, want to go yeah. <laughs> we've got so much Travel. I know. I'm like, how do I get in on these trips? Well, <laughs> we've right. so, well, I need yeah, we took so many people. That was their first time ever getting on a plane. Yeah. I mean, we've had so many of yeah, those for the have. years. I think that that's so. almost more yes. incredible than because I think once the, you do it, once you do it once, and you figure out, oh, this isn't. You're hooked. They are, <laughs> and like the just the, the opportunity that you would give somebody in that situation is just so awesome. I mean, I think that yes, there's value working for you all, but that's. That's so valuable. I mean, not that um, to entice people, you know, by coming to your salon. But that's something that I would start. With. I'd open with that when, <laughs> when you're talking about yeah, your salon because that's so incredible. Plus, it's important to actually get educated for the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very important to give them something they're not getting normally, you know, um, and that allows you to be able to demand more and more and more value for your time and right. for the service that you, you provide. So right. you charge more money for that. Yeah. So it, it's important all around if you really want to make this your career. Yeah. And that's, that's the bottom line. What do you want to do? Yeah, um, I actually had on my notes of questions to, um, I know that you were friends with George, you grew up in Warburg, yes, which we blew grew my together. mind when I heard that. I'm like, no way, like, because you do just seem, I mean, I guess no one that you've traveled, but you just are not what I imagine being from there. Right. Um, so I just feel like the streets like have to like shake when you come back into town, like when you go visit. So um, but um, so you're exactly, I actually had a question of like, yeah. you came from that and going and traveling um, and getting the opportunity to go see the world. You know, what advice would you give to somebody that's in a town like that? I mean, maybe not in Tennessee, but just anywhere. Like where, what advice would you give to them? Don't be afraid, you know, just don't be afraid. Get out there and just just because you grew up in a small town doesn't mean that you can't do things or, you know, I guess, I guess just not be afraid, like take a risk. It's hard to be different sometimes, and, you know, I grew up in a very small, I grew up in a one-stop light, like, small town. It's hard to be different, and you're not always, um, you can seem maybe, I don't know, a little different when you want to leave. You know, when you're not, like, I just, you know, a lot of times, at least where I'm from, people stay. Um, You don't always leave. You don't always get to get out. So I think it's important to just have the, take the opportunity if you have it, you know, to do something. um, Well, you know, my father always said, when you have an opportunity, 
if you don't take it, you may never have the opportunity again. So true. And, and I think fear, honestly, is probably one of the number one things that problem that people, you know, occur, occur mm-hmm. occurs to them. They're afraid. And if you have the opportunity and if you're afraid, invite another person. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Do some research before yeah. you go so you kind of have an idea of maybe how to get around yeah. or whatever. But um, I, I just say you got to go for it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes well, you just have to take that step of faith. Well, actually, this world is only as small as you make it well, to be. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or that's only so as big yeah. as you Them make it to growing. be. So it's literally... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's they literally up to you. This yeah. world is humongous. So mm-hmm. you create your own world. Mm-hmm. So if you want your world small, then you think small. You Then you, you act small. You do small. If you want your world big, then you think big. You yeah. act big. And then the world opens up for you. Doors yeah. open up. Yeah. So it's, it's literally what you want to make it yeah. is what ends up happening. Yeah, and just having the courage to just stick with it when you do. Um, right. There was a girl recently that moved here um, from like the Rogersville, Tennessee area. Uh-huh. Um, so this was a big deal um, for her to come down here, for ha- her to have an apartment. I mean, she uh-huh. lived at home, she's 18 years old, just graduated high school. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, we're very much a little family here. And I, you yeah. know, I gave her my cell phone number, which is usually not what I do with students. But um, I was like, if you need anything, your parents aren't here, you mm-hmm. have a lot of time, whatever, like call. Um, getting her through this, um, getting her through that time. I mean, she's open enough to come and say like I'm having a hard time you know but you meet so many friends in beauty school people that you're still in touch with right I'm sure that you've you know met in beauty school and you just like have that little family I think that making sure that you go into a salon that's going to be as supportive of that is important too um when you're away from family if you're not from Knoxville you know going into a place that is like a little family is important too so um and I know you all are very much like that so we try um, to be (laughs) um I want to ask you both because I know you are on different um, um, different sides of the salon what would you say you can take a minute to think about this if you need okay. but what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment over the last 26 years of owning a salon what's like a highlight for you what's something that like really stands out do you want to answer first or do you want me to oh I can answer I know for me what it is for uh, I, I, I think We've accomplished a lot of things through the years. Um, But I personally, for me, is the ability that we were able to create an environment for people to save for their retirement in our industry, I believe is one of our, my biggest accomplishment for me personally. Unfortunately, in our industry, it seems a lot of people make money, spend money, and then when they're about 50, 55, 60, they want to retire, they don't even have a penny to live on. Super common in this industry, yeah. Incredibly common in this industry. And um, you can be very successful in this industry, and you can make very decent money. Mm But that doesn't mean you're going to have any money when you retire unless you plan for it. Mm -hmm. So we have a retirement plan for our employees. And I I don't mind telling you, I have at least 10 to 15 people over almost a quarter of a million dollars in their retirement. And uh, that is literally unheard for in our industry. And 
it's not me that put the money there. We, as a business match, we put dollar for dollar up to 3%. But what I did through the year is I pushed a lot of our employees. Once they start making a little bit more money, I said, okay, you're making money now. Give me half of it. Let's up your retirement. <laughs> yeah. They hated to see me when oh. I was raised. Oh, I'm sure. He's <laughs> like, I, just, I haven't even gotten the raise. I said, great, then you won't miss it. Exactly. <laughs> Keep living the way, like live yeah. off of what you're yeah. used yeah. to living off of. And when you so, get that So uh, that to me, I think is personally for me is one of, because honestly, you know, at the end of the day, we all try, we all work very hard, but later on, it's when it really makes the difference. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I wanted to make a difference in their lives. So mine is um, a little bit different, but I think it's the education for me, for sure. Um, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody that works there has that same opportunity to gain that same kind of education. And no matter, you know, I would love to say, oh my God, everybody would love to be with me forever, but people come and go for different reasons, yeah. and, and that's very understandable. That's it understandable, just, but hard. It is hard I mean, sometimes, yeah. depending on the condition and why. But me knowing that when they did leave, they're putting good work out there, that they are ready, that they're um, going to do, you know, or capable of doing great work. Mm -hmm. Because um, for me, that's... That's my kind of thing. It's like my legacy. I want people to know that they were trained with me and that, you know, they can be very successful no matter where they go in the world. Yeah. yeah. And so that's been always my thing is just making sure they're well, well educated and that they're ready to go. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to add to what you said. It's hard when people leave you. You know what? It is very <clears throat> true. It is hard when people leave you, but at the same time, what's harder, I guess, is more how they left you more than it is in them mm -hmm. leaving. That's true. It, it, it's always hard. I mean, you know what? We raised our girls till they were 18, 19. We still raise them every day, but <laughs> the reality of it is... What are you telling me? Are you saying you're never going to... Well, <laughs> you're always you know, going to worry. <laughs> They, oh, yeah. the they, they live that at You're home. You're always going to worry. <laughs> they live that at home, and all of a sudden, they're gone. Yeah. You know what? So uh, it doesn't mean, you know, I don't love them anymore. They don't love me anymore <laughs> or something. But now it's time for them to do something different in right. life than being a kid. Right, yeah. And, and it's the same thing when you're vested in your employees and you're vested for a long period of time and they leave. It all depends on why they left and how they left. Yeah. The hardest part is when people leave is when they are ungrateful for what happened in the previous year. Yes, yeah. That is more than anything yeah. what is the hardest part. Not yeah. them leaving. It's I mean, we're still friends with a ton of people yeah, that we were in our life business-wise for yeah. the years. But it's how they did it and whether they appreciated what was done or not yeah. is the key really. More I think for, for me, or I think it's hard when you love something so much and you're like, okay, I'm doing this and I love it. And everyone else should love it too because it's so good, you know? And when there are people that, yeah, exactly. Like you said, that are ungrateful for that or like, 
I don't know. I just, I have a hard time when there's any kind of like separation anyways, which is probably a whole nother issue. But um, I think that it's, it's just hard to, I don't know. Like you said, if you value it and you appreciate what was done for you, like that's one thing, but you have to understand come, you all getting stylists at you know 18 years old, or let's just say right out of beauty school, you have to mold that somehow you know you're putting time effort money energy Mm -hmm. into molding them so it's just it's one thing if you know students are you know hey maybe this isn't for me this isn't you know thank you for everything it just it's not a good fit whatever um but yeah to just yeah to go and not be you know grateful for time and stuff is is challenging well like marwan was saying about our daughters i feel like we did raise them to be very independent Mm -hmm. And even though you still worry about them as they get older and, and things like that, I know deep down that they are independent women and they will be able to take care of themselves. Yeah. And that was the most important thing for me is to make sure that they had that strength about them. Mm-hmm. In saying an employee leaving, I know when they leave, whether they've done it ungratefully or not, Yeah. I and my education team has taught them right to be great hairdressers right. and to be independent workers. Yeah. So for me, you know, that that for me helps me realize even though it wasn't the greatest situation or I miss them terribly or mm-hmm. whatever, I know they're doing good work. Yeah. So that kind of helps me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that. easier a little bit for you. you yeah, know, that, that you have that I know that, that so they amazing. learned really well from this experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so change the subject just okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, you, um, again, going back to education, um, is there something, and I asked Michael Lane this, so Michael Lane's podcast actually came out today, so um, how long has Michael worked for you? I think he said in the podcast, but how, I mean, wow. is it like... 16, 17 That's years. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, I was thinking 17. And so he said, he was telling us about a class that you and him did last year with Sharon. Blank. No. The year before. Oh, two years ago? Well, last year we did it with Sally Rogers. Oh, yes. I think that's who he was talking about. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Is Sharon, is that another Now, there connection? is I'm another edit this Sharon. Out, by the way, but. Okay. Sharon Blaine. Is a different artist. Okay. Than Sh- than Sally. Okay, I think the one that you all did like Facebook for the whole year for the entire that yes. was Sally. Yeah. That okay. Was Sally. So going back to education okay. with you, yes. um, is what has been like one of the most influential classes you've done or places that you've been? Wow. Um, I know <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> we have all day. Um, one. So, <laughs> I mean, something that really wow. changed you or impacted you. Um, yeah, that's funny. Well, okay, so hmm, I don't remember how long I'd been in the industry. Maybe 12 to 15 year mark, somewhere like that. And um, I just got to the point where I felt like I was kind of doing the same thing, teaching the same thing, just kind of in the same place. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And I decided to go to London and take a class from Vidal Sassoon. And I went there, and I spent a week in the class, and I the first day in that class, I thought, okay, here I am in London for the first time in my life. I'm going to learn how to cut a square bob, and they're going to be telling me step by step by step. And the instructors got on the stage, 
And the first instructor said to the other instructor, so what inspired you when you were on your way to work this morning? And the other instructor said, well, you know, I saw this flower and I was looking at it and I thought, how can I create that in color? And then the other instructor said, well, I saw this guy. And and the next thing I realized, I was like, that was a very big aha moment for me. I realized it wasn't all about structure as it also you have to sometimes you have to learn your fundamentals and you'll have to learn them well but then you have to go back to your artistic side Mm -hmm. and for me that was that moment that I put both of them together like I had the fundamentals and now I got to be the creative person again and it really changed everything I came back and I started like an editorial team, we started fashion shows, we started entering competitions, and we started, you know, having a lot more fun because I then felt like I could be successful in both sides. Mm-hmm. And and it was nice because then I could also relate that to the student or whoever was working with me at the time and still to this day, like how to look at something and find beauty in it mm-hmm. because everything around us is something that is beautiful that we can recreate in our everyday work yeah and so that was probably the biggest aha moment in my career well being there is incredible I can't believe you got to go there I mean that's and then insane. I went there several times after that because it was awesome. so awesome yeah and I, I took other imagine. people with me yeah and we just that's we love awesome. London that, yeah of course. London's incredible. Well, we always come back speaking like we're from there. <laughs> do you come yeah. back with an accent? Oh my gosh, I want to know next time. We do. Call you we're when you like, queue up. <laughs> like, I've been here for three days. I know what I'm talking about. Um, no, I want to ask you all do you specialize in your salon and why or why not? We, we do. We do. We do specialize. We okay. specialize in the start to finish with okay. the client. Okay, got it. So we not do not <laughs> departmentalize. Okay. All right, good. So why did you all choose to go that route? Have you always been have you always been that way or is there something We've that... always been that the same way we are. Okay. Do you want me to answer that yeah, for you? Well, I'm gonna answer it for her, okay. really. That's, <laughs> that's 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 the twenty six no, years of marriage. <laughs> This is how we finish each other's sentences. You know, truthfully, um, there's pros and cons to everything you can do in life. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, just because we do it this way does not mean it's the best way in the world. It's the best way for us. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody else does it that way doesn't mean it's the best in the world. It's the best way for them. We, and specifically, not we, specifically Regina believes doing hair is a form of art to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And hair is your canvas. Mm-hmm. You cannot take two artists, for example, a painting that we see on a wall. You can't just draw a line in it, have one artist draw one half, the other other artist draw the second half and be able to merge them perfectly together, you're always gonna be able to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. And to her, color complements cut, and Mm -hmm. cut complements color, and no two artists can actually see it. So we believe from the standpoint of view of the client benefiting the most, it is better when you do everything from start to finish. 
Actually, from a standpoint of view of operation, it's much easier if you do power meters. <laughs> yeah. And so and all we chose that. not to so do it because it is better for the client in the long run. Yeah. That's all for us. Okay. Did I answer that? Yeah, yeah, I would have answered it the same. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so what is, just one more question, and then I'll get into some of the listener questions that they have for you. Um, what's next for Blaza? You guys are at a point where you've been open for a long time. What what happens next? Well, um, you know, we've been open a long time. As long as we are having fun, enjoying our time, enjoying the moment, I think we'll always figure different ways to change. I think the key, uh, you, you know, we, our personalities, we're achievers, really. We always want to keep achieving more and more and more and more. So yeah. the reality for us, that's not going to change about us. I, I think what needs to happen for any successful business to really remain and remain on top is to always change. Mm-hmm. If you do not change, then time is going to leave you behind. So... You know, and, and sometimes some of the changes are going to be for the better, actually. And some of them, they might not fit us, you know, so we have to learn how to really take that change. But I think our industry is changing. Beleza will keep changing with it. And uh, we just have to figure what's the best way that we are willing to compromise for the changes that are happening in our industry. Yeah. One of the things, I think we we'll always run our business right now, or at least what we foresee will always run it as employee and an owner we will not change to you know where everybody uh, is independent and all that stuff we Mm -hmm. feel the independent route is not a good route in the long term for our industry specifically Mm -hmm. it's much easier for us yeah, absolutely. Because I've become, yeah, I become a landlord and you don't need a check, yeah. really. So I, landlord, I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't mind that at all. But, yeah. I, but I think it's not good for the employees in the long run. Um, the, ironically, we're talking about education today. The number one thing that, su- that is suffering today in our industry is continuing education. Yeah. And the reason for that is because there's a large of there's a large segment of the hairdressers are independent, so they're not getting educated. Right. And honestly, if you don't get educated, you fall behind. Absolutely. I mean, quickly so. too. And I think even I think now with um, I don't know if it's the Pinterest, the Instagram world. I think things are changing. I mean, trends are happening like that. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. how are you staying current on that? If you know you're not at a place where um, you know you're getting your education paid for, which is you know when you're on your own, you're paying for your own education. And and when you're behind the chair and you're running your own business and you're booking your own clients. Are you going to take the time to take off to go get that extra education? Yeah. You're probably not because you know that if you're not behind the chair, you're not making money. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you don't have your rent to your landlord. I just think that all of those things need to be considered um, when this, I don't know, the sweet, all that stuff is happening. I mean, you're right. If you're not going to make the effort or you don't have somebody just handing you the education every day, like, right. here you go. I mean, it's, yeah, you're going to fall behind quickly, I think. Yeah, so. well, it, it is already evident today. It's very hard, actually. Anybody that's in the education business right now will tell you they're mm-hmm. suffering dramatically because they don't have a lot of pool of employees that are coming in to get educated. Yeah. So is slowing down ever? <laughs> an option for you. I mean, do you think eventually you'll step out of the salon a little bit more? Or, or 
not anytime soon? Uh, that's that's a really hard question because you know just like more one answer to you I love it so much it's again and you mentioned earlier about this is a family here yeah. at the school it's also a family at the salon it's a social environment it's creative yeah it's it's high energy it's it's just fun yeah I'm like I can't it's very difficult for me to see myself not in some kind of environment like that. Yeah. I think I'd be very depressed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I can't even imagine it. I think you guys are such goers. So, would be, I mean, you would have some other business or something. I think you'd be doing something else. I think that you'd be like, oh, cool, it was a really nice week off, but let's do something. You know, yeah. like it would just be right into it. I, I, I would think, have a million projects and my one would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> We'll recruit here is what will happen. Um, okay, so I actually had um, put on my Instagram story earlier today um, on Beauty School Bobby um, to get some questions for you all. And I got some um, questions that were actually really good, so I want to um, ask you those. Yeah. So um, one of our current students, um, her name is Carson, um, she wants to know, um, what, do, what do you think is key to having a successful business and keeping clientele coming back? Give them give them more than what they're expecting in any aspect in every aspect um doesn't matter what it is color cut aesthetics anything if you're charging them ten dollars if they believe they're getting fifteen dollars worth they're delighted yeah if they believe they're getting five dollars worth i guarantee you're not going to be in business for a long period of time right (laughs) and if they believe they're only getting ten dollars worth which whatever you're charging them then you're mediocre at that time and you can stay and but not be prosperous i think the key is to make sure you deliver to the client more than what they are paying for and that not only in the particular service but in how you treat them how the environment they're in in every aspect of their visit with you yeah and if you can do that it's it's you know you're going to be in business and prosper for a long period of time yeah and that's so much of this industry i think is just going above and beyond just being that friendly face being that person that um is really whatever you know aesthetics or cosmetology or whatever it is that you're doing you know if you're doing it with your heart and you're doing like everything to get that client tell um you know what they're asking for and more like you said then i think they'll keep coming back so um she also wanted to know when you knew and i think you kind of answered this a little bit in the beginning when you knew that you wanted to open your own salon just always i just always always wanted to i just yeah it was just the right thing to do but i would say when i opened beleza i had just gotten to a point where it was like for me i needed to create an environment that was good for me and surrounding myself with people who wanted to share, who wanted to be part of something bigger than they were. Mm-hmm. And and that's really when I knew it was the right time. Yeah. Good. Um, I also had a question. Um, Jennifer, who is one of our students, also said, what do you look for um, in new stylists that are coming out of school? So maybe when they're interviewing or, you know, when you're looking to hire, what is a quality or what kind of sets um, – people apart that that you want to be working with you at Beleza? Eagerness and willing to learn, dedication, uh, outlook on how things are. Um, You know, honestly, 
the way we look at it and correct me here if I'm wrong <laughs> but uh, hairdresser is a trade that you can actually teach and get better at with knowledge and with all that stuff right sure if you ha you have an artistic side that adds to it but even if you're not the most artistic person you can become successful in our industry by learning the specific technique and achieving specific things so but if you're not eager to and you're not willing to take you know criticism and direction and somebody guiding you then you're not going to become good yeah <laughs> so that's what we really look for mostly and above anything and everything yeah do you both interview who we do. you do to do you do it together do you do yeah. separate, no, separate. Do separate interviews mm -hmm. we do separate yeah do you usually end up coming back you know so whoever meets with them last do you usually come back to the same um, feelings most of the time sometimes yeah, I, well, I mean so. we've been sometimes wrong it's different um, but you know it's just for me and and more one did answer it the same it's just about the attitude and the willingness you know yeah. because um, and and some people will surprise you well, well here's the key I know that Regina and her team and not only Regina, but the team of educators mm -hmm. are fantastic educators and they're great at what they do. I know that me and the people that run the systems, you know, the support staff, are great at, we, at what we do. But if we get somebody who, who does not believe, for example, mm -hmm. and every time that, for example, they're trying to teach them something, they're trying to second guess it or something, they're not going to get from it, right. you yeah. know, whatever they yeah. need to. Yeah. Or every time we, you know, we say, okay, this is why we do this. And they want to find a different way and all that stuff. Yeah. Then, you know, they're not going to become successful. We can only teach somebody and we can only help somebody if they're wanting to be taught and they want to be helped. Yeah. So if, if they don't accept it, really, we're just as good as what they're going to allow us to yeah. be. Yeah. That's a hard That's place to get to. How long did it take you all to get there as salon owners to accept that? Is that something that you always just have have known or has this changed over the years? Well, you know, that's one of our downfall, actually. You know, we that she, you know, we we all are not great at everything in life. Mm -hmm. We all are are better at some than other. One of our downfall in life, and specifically me and Regina together, is we're believers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we try to give the second benefit and the third benefit and the fourth benefit. We do. Yes. And, <laughs> and we make we make a lot of mistake because of that. Uh, but the positive side for our own conscious, we know if it stops somewhere that we gave it everything right. we had. Right. Yeah. That's the that's <laughs> so, the good part of that is that you're so not the, giving up on anyone we, early. We don't. Yeah. We don't. So the reality... We try that's, so hard to get them to get on board. Yeah. And that's our downfall. 
truthfully, but at the same time, it is our strength. I believe I at say, the same time. Yeah, so really, you know. That. I think that there's a but really we're believers. That. We're believers. Yeah, and I think that you're constantly going to have. I think that the people that are in your salon with you, the people that are your, I don't want to say core group, but the people who have been there for a long time, your go-to people. I think stick with you because of that. I'm sure, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, everyone messes up, and to know that they're working for people mm-hmm. that are gonna understand that, as long as it's not a big screw up. But you know, I mean, yeah, to can. be to stand by your employees is so special and not something that they would get at every salon. So I think that I'm sure that they appreciate that and, and know that going in too. Um, you all have grown to two locations now? Yes, we have yeah. two okay. big locations. So at what point were you all how did you know that that was something you were ready for to add a second location? Oh, just busting, yeah, like, yeah, just busting actually, at the seams where you were, or well, that, that's a yes, but also really, uh, I took a class in LA. Would yeah. would actually it was um, at UCLA, and it was a salon class, and it was a salon management class uh, for one week. And I came back, and I, it, it was specifically about what did I want to do and achieve. You know, it was mostly what, what, what do you want to do with your salon and achieve with it. And I came back, and I wanted to achieve to have at least 10 successful people that I am part of their success within the salon industry, mm-hmm. to be honest. That was my goal. Um, we went at it a little bit the wrong way, and specifically me. We started partnering with them. But honestly, I realized um, that partnering is hard. And what's hard about it is not two people, just like two artists being able to draw the same mm-hmm. painting, not two people are going to see the same exact commitment as each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, Owning a business is not an easy thing in life. It's a commitment and a responsibility, and it's a lot of hard work. And a lot of time, people that have never done it, they don't see it that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so they see just the good part of the certain things and the yeah. success, but they don't really see all the hard work and all the stuff that needs to be done. So it didn't work out. So now I'm doing it in a different way by making sure they have a bunch of their retirement to basically <laughs> be able to join us on some trips later on when we all retire together. Oh, awesome. So that's, okay, so that's how, how long has that been open? Uh, gosh, it'll be 10 years this year. Turkey Creek will be 10 years. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I guess I didn't realize that it was, it had been open for that long. Yes, oh, it'll wow. be 10 years. And you're back and forth at both yes. of them. Yes. Goodness. And Regina works there one day yeah. during Do the you? week. I, oh, that awesome. goes back. And Michael works well. there one day during the That's week. That's awesome. Michael does. Yeah. That's so great. Well, you have just some of my favorite people in the world, like Abby and yeah. John. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, just love her to pieces. She's a cutie patootie. That girl had me laughing. When I say laughing <laughs> yes. for a year that she was in school. I yeah, mean, she's a great just She's got a great personality. Her, like, it would just be, she would just come in my office and just, it just makes my day. So yeah. seeing her, like, really make it there has been, has been awesome, too. So, okay, I want to play Would You Rather for a second. Okay. So I have two questions for you. Would you rather go back and start Beleza all over again, like, from the beginning, get to do it all over again, or go forward, um, go into the future to see what happens with it I'd rather go in the future would you mm-hmm. and see 
Mm-hmm. I'd go back. Is there anything that you would like that you have in mind that you would do different? Sure. Really? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. He already has a list. He's like, actually, hang absolutely. On. This is what I, I would do everything differently, but that's also probably will create all the. If you ask me, if I go back today and I'll do everything differently, then you ask me that the same exact question again, I would tell you, yes, I would go back. Because this is the key. We've done, we've made tons of decisions and we were so wrong on them. We've made tons of mistakes and we were so wrong on them. We, you know, did all kind of stuff, but we learned from them mm-hmm. and we grew more. So would I go, rather go back? Absolutely. I would want to erase all those mistakes and those bad decisions that I've made through the year and restart. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure and I'm positive that I'll have new sets of mistakes <laughs> and new sets of yes. stuff that I learn from. Yeah. So yes, I would want to go back and change all the different things. And this is the beauty about life. The beauty about life is not that we are right 100% of the time. We're going to make a ton of mistakes, mm-hmm. tons of mistakes. But the key is how what we learn from them and how we move forward in it. So, yeah. so I yes, I'd go back. I could never go back unless I was 20. Is there, yeah. any, is there, well, is there I mean, any part of you that's yeah, like, that's the just trick. all that hair? Like, I've done so Yeah, well, that's a trick. You're going to give us the, the years back <laughs> with it. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll let you go yes. Okay, so this is something that I'm really interested to hear. Would you rather have to switch jobs with each other? For a day, no training. Like one day, you're running the behind the scenes stuff. You're doing hair. Would you rather switch with each other or have to go into another salon for a day? Oh my God, that's a great thing. Actually, we need to try that. I think you should. We'll go broke after I finish with my day. <laughs> How many clients? Because I'm sure you have clients that have been with you for so long that I bet some of them would probably let them they'd probably be like it's fine oh they're faint when they see me married to her they're probably faint when they see me with the spare shears (laughs) but could you imagine having to go into another salon though i mean don't i mean i think that that would be harder no um yeah that's a great question i think they're both pretty exciting i mean could we do both you can do both yeah (laughs) i love that you're so this is so you regina you're like i'm gonna do it all i just want to do both well i mean it would be kind of exciting to go into another song and see how things how they're doing things and how they're successful and do you ever do that i think that's kind of cool do you Going yeah. I mean, when you travel, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure when that we travel, we do into, all the time. Yeah, is it hard going into a salon? Okay, this is what I would do. So, do you think when you go into another salon, you're like, oh, like I, they shouldn't be doing that, or yes, I would do it. Di- I, I do would that. totally nitpick it right but, away. But, but but that's my problem in general. When I go to eat, sometimes I'll be to Regina. I'm like, hey, honey, they're having a bad day today. She's like, what? I'm like, look at this, look at that, yeah, look at yeah, that. They're they're struggling. Yes. So, I, because I'm a system person, so yeah. I pick up on when things are not flowing, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and I criticize it a lot. So mm-hmm. yes, that is very hard for me. Yeah. Uh, but but it's fun, you know. Sometimes we learn the most when we're not even trying to learn. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I teach some classes for Goldwell, some business classes through the year, and I learn a lot just by questions that people ask me sometimes. You know, and I, or you know, I, I'm teaching a seminar where there's two or three others, and they're saying something, and the, like, oh gosh, yeah, it clicks now. You know, yeah. so if you're not open to learning new things every time, then you're dying. Yeah, 
is it hard for you to go into other salons or see other stylists? I don't think it's hard. I, I just think it's, I, I try to have an open mind about things and just see the differences and, and take in what I think is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I need to, and then the things that maybe don't appeal to me or I'm not interested in or I don't think it would fit my core group. That's, you know, just let it go. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm, well, I'm I, very laid back. Yeah. I'd say it's harder for her from an artistic standpoint, you know, from a stylist standpoint of view, to go to a salon and watch and see a cut or a color. But I don't think, I, I'm going to help her out and answer this. I don't think it's very hard for her at all because we bring in platform artists to the salon three times a year mm-hmm. and we she's all ears and all and everybody's listening and really taking it in and changing some stuff after they leave so the reality it's not really hard for her but yeah. i think you can't as a hairdresser you can't go into another salon and just watch somebody cut or something and go oh yeah that's that's how i'm gonna well, do that. yeah i guess yeah. i wasn't thinking just about cutting i was just thinking about the whole environment yeah like looking at the whole picture mm-hmm. but you know one of them one of an interesting thing that we do with our hairdressers is we sometimes take them on field trips and take them out of the salon and it's not usually to another salon yeah it's usually to a restaurant experience and let them kind of feel what it's like to be treated like a five-star kind of atmosphere that's so awesome that you and, do, that's so smart. And then that way they see if, and, and like Marwan said, some of them have never flown before. Some mm-hmm. of them have never had that experience before. Um, and it just kind of allows them to see how to give their clients something that that client's not expecting, like Marwan was mentioning that's earlier. That's so smart. And, and those are, I think those are just good, like, little learning lessons, you know, to try different things and to go to different salons or to different businesses that offer services. Yeah. And just see how you're treated, how yeah. you're greeted, what's happening, um, how you I feel. really wish that we were able to do that here with all, however many students we have, like 200 students at a time, because I think that that... That's actually like a really good point to even have like a guest speaker that could come in or I mean something to show that better because as much as we try to teach it, yeah, yeah, I mean I just think that's brilliant. I think it's so smart. You have to experience it for yourself. Even in the training program that we offer there, we do services on you. So that way you get to experience it for yourself. Because how can you share a feeling Mm -hmm. with someone if you've never experienced it before? It doesn't come across as being um, genuine. It's not genuine or real, really. It's Mm -hmm. not genuine if it doesn't come across, if you haven't ever experienced it and you're just kind of pulling it out of the air while it felt like this. You have to experience things in life to be able to share that and make it more appealing to a client. Yeah, and just, like you said, just for them to feel that difference, I think is, I mean, I think that, um, I don't know if it's just as you get older or whatever, I think breaking outside of 
I think for me specifically of like where I grew up going to experience things in a bigger city and Mm -hmm. and yeah having those services where you're just like Mm -hmm. pampered and like Mm -hmm. even like I remember the first time that my husband and I like we had no money um, but my husband and I went to like a really nice restaurant and it was like when we first started dating I think he was like just trying to like impress me you know and I remember it was like one of those places where they like dust off like the table you know like after and like the guys and the talks and I remember both of us being like what is this? This is insane. <laughs> you know, we still talk about that first time. We're like, we didn't even know how to act. Like, I don't I know. even know if we were wearing the right thing. But those are like the best like yes. little like memories too. But I think that that's important because then you're like, oh, okay, well now Applebee's maybe doesn't seem as, you know, as yeah. much. It just well, changes your mind a little yeah. bit and not like a, even just from a money just standpoint. But just like a, it just opens you up to other things and other experiences. Yeah. And, and again, that's why it's so great that when, um, these opportunities do come up in the song for us to travel and and take classes and do other things you know for people just to be like okay i want to go yeah you know, we treat them always to the last night where we go eat yeah, an incredible meal it's an experience we take you know. them to the theater when we go yeah. to new york we take them to the theater to see a broadway play so they can experience that I mean, that's awesome. Like, this is just so incredible. Um, okay, and I do have just one more question, and we okay. always ask this at the end of every episode. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody that is either thinking about going into the industry or somebody that is in beauty school currently, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to them? Hmm. You want to answer first? Okay. Um <laughs> Number one is know from the beginning what you really want to achieve in this industry and have passion. Um, I think it's really, really... um, A lot of kids these days come into the industry not knowing what they want to do. This is a career and it could become a fantastic career Mm -hmm. if you want to commit to it. So if you're going to come into the industry even if you're not 100% sure what it is, just commit. Because mm-hmm. if you commit, you're going to achieve some fantastic things. Um, the unfortunate part about our industry is we have a stigma. We, our stigma is we are the last thing to do when somebody doesn't know what they need to do. It really doesn't have to be that way at all. Just because somebody doesn't know, but I know in it, if you just commit and say, okay, maybe I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to give this all what I've got for 10 years, mm-hmm. you would be shocked on how much success you can achieve in this industry. And it's a very rewarding industry. It really, really is. Um, it's fun. But, you, you know, work is work. I don't care what you put in it. it mm-hmm. We're going to have bad days. Mm-hmm. We're going to have good days. We're going to have all kind of stuff. But this industry is a lot of fun in general. It is very light. It's you're dealing with people all the time. You you build personal relationships. I mean, it is a lot of fun. You know, just look at it this way. If you're in the medical industry, all you're seeing most of the time are people that are sick or something mm. is wrong. It's sad. It's all kind of stuff. This industry is happy. I mean, the change on somebody's face after you get done with them sometime. Is priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when true. somebody cries looking in a mirror, go, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you touch best. somebody's life for the better in a positive way. Yeah. 
there's a lot of instant gratification. Yes. I actually met with a nurse the other day, and she was a nurse um, on a floor for women who have lost babies. Oh. And so she's telling me oh. this, and I'm just like, and she's like, I it's an, I've done it for this long and I've given back and I love what I've done, but I need to be happy and I need to know that when I'm helping that these people are happy. And so now she's yeah. coming to school here and changing her career for exactly what yeah. you said. I mean, it's just hard to be um, in that for so long um, and you're helping, you're doing all these great things, but that instant gratification that this, yeah. this career really gives you is everything. Right. Yeah. And contrary to what a lot of people believe, this industry you can make a great living at if yeah. you're willing to commit. Yeah, um, I actually interviewed um, Mary and Brandon that own Sambioshi, um, and they were just saying, like, when I tell people what they can make, mm-hmm. you know, when I come into Tennessee School of Beauty and I talk to the students and tell them what my top stylist is making, they never believe me yeah. until they're there, and we, you know, you get to watch them grow. Yeah. And I think that's so rewarding too as salon owners to get to see them buy their houses, buy their it cars. Is. Like, that is just that's the best the best feeling so yeah and but the people that are making that money are working they are working they're, working they're not working 10 it. hours a week right <laughs> As, exactly. you know they and they did not achieve it overnight yes. um and you know in our industry in order to be successful you have to put in five to ten years uh, it doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. uh, the first two to three years really are learning years you're going to make some money, but they're learning years. They're setting up your future in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, after the 50 years in where you really, really start reaping rewards in this industry. Mm-hmm. And you can make some fantastic living. Yeah, and that's what we tell parents when they're in here, too. If they ask, you know, what can my daughter expect? And, like, the national average is whatever. I mean, it's actually pretty fair for Knoxville. But, um, yeah, thinking this, you know, as a four-year degree. You know, think right. of it. It's not just beauty school. It's not just your one right. year and then here you go. You know, that's yes. it. There's just, there are three more years, you know, on top of it. But if you can put that in at UT, right. you know, like you were going right. to do anyways, you know, why not commit that to what yeah. you're passionate about? So. I guess just going back to, you know, um, Marwan answering the question and adding to what he was saying, and I feel it the exact same way, is when you do finish school and you do decide on a salon, you need to make sure that that salon fits you. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, you need to walk in there and feel like, I love this atmosphere, I love these people, I love this, because it, it's not easy in the beginning. And when you do choose, for me personally, like Marwan was saying, make sure you know what you want because if you really want a big career, you really need to go to a salon that has a strong education program Mm -hmm. because going back to being in school or getting a degree or whatever, it, it takes four years. And then sometimes you get out of school after getting a degree and you still have to intern for mm-hmm. a year or two, depending on what field you go into. Yeah. Um, so it's important if you want a big career that you pick the right place that fits your personality, that you feel great at so that you want to go there every day and you want to put the time and energy into the education. And the education program works for you. Yeah, It needs to be a good, solid education program. So that way you feel like in the end of your internship, 
you got something valuable out of it. Yeah. Are there certain questions that students should be asking when they're going into um, salons like yours that can give them a better idea of um, what to expect? Or is there something that they can do to see if that is a fit? Or do you do you put information out there or do you wait for them to no. ask? How do you handle that? Well, actually, it's very important that for them to do a couple of things. One, to come to an interview prepared with what's important for them. I can't tell you what kind of question they need to answer, uh, I mean, to ask, because each person, what they want for mm-hmm. them is different than the next mm-hmm. one. Right. So they need to know that. Mm-hmm. But I think this is what's more important than anything. They need to come into the establishment that they want to be at and ask to shadow. Mm-hmm. Observe there for about a couple, two to three hours. Because here's the key. I already know in an interview they're going to give me their best face forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, every time. (laughs) I'm also going to do the same with them when they ask me a question. A lot of time I'm going to answer on exactly what I think it is, but sometimes it's different for other people how they look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's important for them to experience it both ways, in the field and also my answer. So we have an open door policy. Anytime you can walk in, just say, hey, look, I'm going to beauty school. I want to shadow somebody. You're more than welcome to come in. We'll We'll put you in with anybody you want and you can shadow. And I think that is very important. Because a lot of times they don't know what they're going to expect unless they see what's right. happening. They may have never been into a salon right. like Correct. your salon. Correct. So, yeah, it's really important yeah. for them to get to see that. So, I think that's what they need to do. They need to meet maybe some of the other um, co-workers yes. there as well and, and just see how they feel, you know, yeah. get, a, get a feeling of what it's like to work with them. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. We can follow you all at Beleza Salon and Spa on Instagram, um, Beleza Salon and Spa on Facebook. Um, So if you have questions, definitely reach out to them. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can follow them at TN School of Beauty. Visit them um, at www.tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. And don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby and visit our website, beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our podcasts. Thank you all for listening, guys. Thanks. Bye.